this is Acts 15, 22 through 35. Then it seemed good to the apostles and elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send to them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas, called Barsabbas, and Silas, leading men among, among the brothers, with the following letter. The brothers, both the apostles and, and the elders, to the brothers who are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia, greetings. Since we have heard that some persons have gone out from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds, although we gave them no instructions, it seemed good to us, having come to one accord, to choose men and send them to you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men who have risked their lives for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have therefore sent Judas and Silas, who themselves will tell you the same things by word of mouth. Lord, it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from what has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from things strangled and from sexual immorality. If you, if you keep yourselves from these, you do well. Farewell. So when they were sent off, they went to Antioch. And having gathered the congregation together, they delivered the letter. And when they heard it, they rejoiced because of the, its encouragement. And Judas and Silas, who were themselves prophets, encouraged and strengthened the brothers with many words. And after they had spent some time, they were sent off in peace by the brothers to those who had, who had sent them. But Paul and Barnabas remained in Antioch, teaching the word of the Lord with many others. Um, Father, great are you, and great is your glory. As the song says, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Lord, we worship you and praise you. Father, I just ask that you would help us to hear your word this morning with open hearts. Help me to, to speak as I ought to speak, Lord, please touch my lips. Lord, may we, may we receive what you would say to us today in our hearts. And Lord, may it bring encouragement as it did to these believers. May it, may it bring rejoicing of our heart in knowing, Lord, that our sins are forgiven. And it has been given freely to us with no strings attached. We thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're, we're, if you've got your Bibles, I'm going to actually be starting Acts 15.1 because it doesn't, it's always good to set the table, you know, and with this sermon, uh, I'm going to set the table a lot longer than I'm going to, you know, feed the, serve the meal, so, <laughs> okay, so uh, Acts 15, I mean, don't you, I mean, don't you love the Word of God? Yes. This isn't some... This isn't some storybook or some propaganda piece that people that people put together to make the church look good. To make they don't sugarcoat anything. You see, you see the, the high things. You see the, the things that really don't shed good light on some, even some of the apostles. And this is no different. Uh, they're not. There's there's a there's going to be a, a major disagreement in the church. And they didn't, they didn't skip it because our lives are like that. They're not just all high, high points. We have, to, we have to deal with hard things. We have to deal with our sin. We've got real struggles, real trials, a real flesh to deal with, a real devil. 
we've got real things to deal with. And this book is real. This is, these are real people that lived this. These apostles were people like us. Fishermen, tax collectors, Pharisees. The Jesus that's, that they served in this book, they served in the power of the Holy Spirit. This is the same Jesus and same Holy Spirit that you and I have today. We, 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 need, to, we need to look up to them, but we need to realize that God is the same God. And he is available to us to help us, to encourage us, to empower us to live like they lived in the face of persecution and struggles and adversity and to be able to rejoice in the midst of all that. This is the, this is the halfway point in the book of Acts. This is chapter 14, it has 28 chapters, so this is the halfway point. Uh, no intermission though, sorry. <laughs> not like an old movie. Let's, 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 go, let's recount where we've been. Jesus ascends to the Father and tells the apostles in the, church, in the 120 to wait till you be endued with power from on high. The Holy Spirit descends on them at Pentecost. And ju- that same day, the church is born. Hundreds of people receive Christ that day and believe through through the power of the holy spirit through peter's preaching god guiding his words these people receive christ the church is born we see the martyrdom of stephen we see the first persecution arising after that and then the conversion of, of saul who becomes known as paul the gospel gets spread outside of jerusalem because of the persecution we see in Acts 10, I mean, one of my, fa- my favorite spot in Acts, because the, me, the Gent- I'm a Gentile. The Gentiles, the door of faith opens to the Gentiles. I think it was open since Acts 2, but the Jews didn't know it was open. <laughs> Peter had to be prodded and pushed because he, he, he just couldn't conceive of that, that Gentiles could be saved. More persecution comes. The first apostle dies. James is martyred. He's killed by Herod. Now the gospel is going out farther. It's gone from the, out from the area of Israel. It's now reaching other places. It's gone to places like Antioch. This is in Antioch's where this, this this vibrant church that's in Antioch. Paul and Barnabas are there teaching after their first journey up into, into what is now Turkey. They, they're, 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 they're teaching there. They're preaching there. There's probably other elders there. This is where we start. Before now, really, you don't see any internal problems in this church that are major. The biggest problem they had was the widows being neglected, the Greek widows being neglected, and they dealt with that. And that's how we have deacons. That's where they instituted deacons. But this is even more this is far more serious than this, than that. Now there's trouble 
inside the church. So if you've got your Bibles, let's look at Acts 15.1. And I have to flip. (laughs) That's why they have these ribbons in here. All right. Because that that letter that was written, obviously, is the conclusion of what happened that we have in the bulletin. Acts 15.1 says, And certain men came down from Judea and taught the brethren. Now, this is New King James, not ESV. Unless you are circumcised according to the custom of Moses, you cannot be saved. Who were these men that came? These weren't unbelievers. These were believers. They were Pharisees. They were trained just like Paul was in the, in the, in the, in the sect of the Pharisees. They, they, were the, they were the fundamentalists of their day. They believed the whole word of God, and, and that wasn't even enough. They had some traditions, too, that they added on to it. They were, they were very, very religious, very sincere, very zealous people. And when they had something in their mind, you weren't going to get them off of it very easily. That's why Jesus had to knock Paul off his horse and appear to him because he was not letting go. They believed Jesus was the Lamb of God. They had been baptized. They believed Jesus was the Messiah. So they believed. They probably had received the Holy Spirit just like everyone else. Jerusalem at this time was the place where the church was the largest and the most established. It's where the apostles were. And these guys came from there. So just the fact that they came up from there probably lended some... The people said, oh, wow, they're from Jerusalem. We should listen to these guys. These men could quote volumes of Scripture from memory. I mean, whole books of the Bible, the Pentateuch, you know, the books of Moses, you know, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Numbers. Most of these guys could quote all those five books. Could you? I mean, they'd be a hard person to argue against, wouldn't they? They were super. They were very persuasive. They were probably trained in debate. They were. They were used to being able to argue. And these men came up and said, "You need to be circumcised and keep the law of Moses to be saved." You need to believe that Jesus was the Messiah, but you also, you need to keep the law of Moses. And the Gentiles got confused. And therefore, verse 2 says, when Paul and Barnabas had no small dissension and dispute with them. That's, that's a nice way of saying they had a knockout, dragout argument. Okay? No small dissension. I mean, they, this was something that was not ending. Neither side was budging, and they were, they were going at it. Neither side would agree with the other side. The dispute was so big that they decided to defer. I mean, Paul was right, obviously. But they decided to defer to the church in Jerusalem, to the elders, to the apostles that were there, to the church that was there. They were going to decide. This was spreading division in the church. There are there are mountains, and there are there are mountains, and there are molehills. 
And sometimes people can't tell the difference between a mountain and a molehill. But this was not a molehill. This was Mount Sinai. This was returning to the law. I know Reed is, I mean, we taught on Galatians a while back. And this is, this is a very persuasive thing back then. They were, I mean, Jews were scattered throughout the whole world. They weren't just in Israel. They were in every major town. And they were all over the place in the Roman Empire. They had their synagogues and they met. It's, I mean, this is probably not a, as persuasive as of a thing now. This wasn't an argument over personal convictions. I mean, some people's personal convictions would be strong enough that they'll leave churches over. Uh, I mean, you've heard of the joke about people arguing over whether Adam had a belly, bean, had a belly button or not, and churches dividing over that. This was not that sort of thing. This was, you must do these things to be saved. Your eternal salvation. This couldn't be any more, more important a topic than this. So, they, so Paul and Barnabas, they journeyed down to Antioch. From Antioch to Jerusalem, stopping at various towns and churches, declaring what God had been doing, encouraging the churches. I, and I was thinking about this in ancient times. They, didn't, they couldn't just get in their car or an air, jump in an airplane or a plane. This was about 500 miles from Antioch to Jerusalem. Do you know how long that would take to walk? At least 18 days. They were walking on foot or, on, or riding a donkey. You've got to be, you, you, I mean, it's like walking from here to Indianapolis. That's not something you just decide one day, hey, let's take a day trip to Jerusalem. <laughs> so this is a big deal, okay? You're going to walk 18 days in the hot sun. That's why probably they, they had to stop at all these places on the way for the night and visit all these churches. It was not just something they wanted to do. It was a necessity. I've never walked. Have you ever walked all day? Anybody ever walked all day long in the hot sun? You have. Yeah, you're military. That's right. With a backpack. What, 30, 50 pounds on your back? (laughs) Well, 18 days in the hot sun. Sandals, possibly bandits around. I mean, it it wasn't like, this is a big deal. Verse 4, they, in verse 4, they reported in Jerusalem to the elders and the apostles of the church. You notice Paul and Barnabas, their apostles, I mean, they've gone out and they've been missionaries. They've, they've received, they've been stoned, they've been persecuted, they've been uh, gone through a lot for Jesus already. They defer the judgment to, to, the, to, to the other elders and apostles. They're humble enough to do this. They, hum, they, they humbly submit to those in authority over them. They submit to one another in love. So it's not like they, they were going to see the Pope, but they were, they're submitting to other brothers and, and apostles in the church. They don't view themselves as above anyone else. They're humble. And a lot of times, that's what we need to do. A lot of times, we need to humble ourselves and get some advice from people that, are, that have known the Lord a while. 
instead of just going at it ourselves all the time. Verse 5 says, But some of the sect of the Pharisees who believed rose up. It is necessary for them to keep the law. So this is where those guys came from that went up. I mean, they traveled. They were so zealous about it. They traveled 18 days on foot to get to Antioch. They weren't from around there. They were from Jerusalem. So these guys really believed what they believed. I mean, that, that'll test you. I mean, I don't think, I know if I'd walk 18 days to do that in the hot sun. But this is the, this is the group they came from. That was, it was part of the church. They were, former, they were Pharisees. It doesn't even say all the Pharisees were like this. It just says some of them. And once again, <laughs> the, the words, they felt strongly enough about their convictions. It says in verse 7, And when there had been much dispute, same thing happened. They're, they're, the whole church is arguing about it. All the Pharisees, these Pharisees, everyone is disputing and arguing about this. So where do you go from there? Neither side wants to budge. Both sides think they're right. Well, there's someone who's right all the time. Who is that? That's God. That's God. Peter rose up and said to them, Men and brethren, you know that a good while ago God chose among us and that by my mouth the Gentiles should hear the word of the gospel and believe. So God, who knows the heart, acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them purifying their hearts by faith. But God, it's not about us, everyone. It's not about my opinion. It's not about even how I interpret the Bible, even. It is about what does God think. And what Peter said is, God has shown you what he thinks in this matter. When I went to those Gentiles, God pushed me out the door and gave me, had, had the Holy Spirit speak to me in visions and had angels appearing to people to get me to go there so that these Gentiles could hear the word of God and believe. And Peter's like, I was like you guys before, but God. But God's, God said... I'm going to purify their hearts by faith, just like you. You're no different than them. And that was hard for the Jews to swallow. Because for thousands of years, they had been God's chosen people. They viewed the Gentiles in such a, a poor light. Gentile dogs. You know, I'm going to be defiled if I, if I touch this Gentile, go to his house. These people, guys like me, guys like me could be saved. Gentiles. Purifying their hearts by faith. And how did he acknowledge that? I mean, 
by the Holy Spirit. If, if the Bible says, "If you he who has the Spirit of if you have not the Spirit of Christ, you're not His." But, but it says God has put the Spirit of adoption in our hearts, whereby we cry, "Abba, Father." The Holy Spirit was God's seal that you that they were that He accepted them, and He accepts me and you. If you have the Holy Spirit in you, you are His. End of discussion. And then in verse 10, Peter says, why, Now therefore, why do you test God? By putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we are able, were able to bear. But we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. The whole place became quiet. God had spoken. God had spoken. We believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Hallelujah. Just because someone is zealous and seems to know a lot about the Bible doesn't make them right. We need... we need to be very careful. Not everyone who's quoting scripture isn't, is, is doing what God wants. I mean, where do all these cults come from? We need to know the word of God. And we know, need to know the, we need to know how we're saved and we need to know the word ourselves. Because there's a lot of convincing people on there I mean, I see people in the Skywalk downtown, the Jehovah Witnesses, set right up there with their literature. Are you gonna, if you read their literature, would you be able to know it was not right? They're using scriptures. These Pharisees, they were, they were really convincing. But if you would have did what they said, you, 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 would have, you would have lost your way with God. You would have been keeping the law instead of rejoicing in the grace of God. It's really important that you sit under good Bible teaching and, and really read the words yourself and ask God to help you understand it. Because these Gentiles, they had the gospel and they were confused. And, the, and the, of course, back then, the New Testament wasn't written yet. They were going off what Paul was teaching them and the other, the other teachers. Because these, these Pharisees, they thought... They thought they were doing what God wanted. They thought they were doing service for God, and they were actually tearing down the church and not building the church. But they, they really sincerely thought they were doing what was right. So being sincere is not enough even. The whole multitude becomes silent. So if you, I mean, if you can picture the meeting... It's, it's just chaos and a mess and fighting. and I mean, I'm not a person that likes that. I shy away from 
you know, arguments and things. That probably was really uncomfortable. And then just imagine after Peter says something, it's silent. Then, then Paul and Barnabas stand up and start telling the people what God has done. He, about the miracles, about the Gentiles being saved, filled with the Holy Spirit, about all the, all the amazing things, that miracles that God did when they were on the road, on their missionary trip to Turkey. And the, the whole congregation is just sitting there in silent awe of what God did. James stands up. And he brings the word, in, the word of God into it. I mean, God has spoken by his spirit and by signs and by what, what he's used the apostles for. He's shown, it, he's shown by filling the, the Gentiles with the Holy Spirit. And now James is going to button this all up. He says, Simon, de- men and brethren, listen to me. Simon declared how God at the first visited the Gentiles to take out for them a people for his name. And with this, the words of the prophets agree, as it is written, After this I will return, and I will rebuild the tabernacle of David that has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord, even even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord who does all these things. Hallelujah. Even us. Even us. Known to God from eternity are all his works. So they've, they've come to agreement. I mean, James is, sum, he's like summarizing this meeting. James, the brother of Jesus, this is. The one who wrote the book of James. Therefore I judge, known from God, to God from eternity are all his works. That's a, that's a big statement there. Therefore I judge that we should not trouble those among the Gentiles who are turning to God, but that we should write to them to abstain from things polluted by idols, from sexual immorality, from things strangled, and from blood. For Moses has had throughout many generations those who preach him in every city being read in the synagogues every Sabbath. They, they came to this conclusion. So, so now we're to our text. Okay, so now we're, we're finally to our text. There it is. Verse 22 says, It seemed good to the apostles and the elders with the whole church to choose men from among them and send them to Antioch with Paul and Barnabas. They sent Judas called Barsabbas and Silas leading men among the brothers. So not only did they send Paul and Barnabas back, they're going to send people from the church in Jerusalem that everybody knows and then respects. That these guys, because they have to settle this 
It's been settled in Jerusalem. They have to make sure all the churches know what they've decided. So they, they write a letter. Nowadays, well, I don't think they would send an email about this. This would be too important. But at least go certified mail, right? In the letter, it says, The brothers, both the apostles and the elders, to the brothers who are the Gentiles, greetings. We have heard that some persons have gone from us and troubled you with words, unsettling your minds. We didn't send them. These guys came on their own. Even though they're from our church, we didn't send them. This is not what we believe. Sometimes within the church, you're going to have folks spreading things that aren't true. It's not, it's not just the Jehovah Witnesses on the skywalk downtown or the people knocking on your door or the people you know, on the Internet or on YouTube spreading things. I mean, we have to. I mean, I hate to say this, but the devil sends some people to church. So, I mean, he does. And some, most of the time they're not even, they don't know he's doing it, just like these guys. They didn't know that they were tearing the church down. Unfortunately, it's the case. So, so we, need to, we need to be prepared in our heart. We need to be walking with Jesus so we can discern. Because sometimes it's, there's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a reason there's a gift of discernment. Discerning of spirits in is one of the gifts of the spirit. Sometimes it's just, and sometimes by experience you just know something isn't right because you know well, why? Because you know the gospel, you know what God's like, you know what the Holy Spirit is like, and it's just something doesn't sit right. It's it's always good to walk slowly in those situations and to consider and to pray and seek God about them. But these people didn't have that. They didn't, have, they didn't even have a Bible, and they were new Christians. So their faith was unsettled. I'm sure these people, I'm sure this trip took over two months. So from, it's been this big fight. Everyone's confused in the church. Paul and Barnabas leave to go get this settled. At least two months have gone by. They've traveled for a month and a half, and who, kn- who knows how long they spent in Jerusalem. So for two months, these poor people, they're waiting. They're waiting unsettled. They're waiting confused. And sometimes things take a while to settle, even in your own heart and life. And things take time. <clears throat> Back to... It seemed to us, having come to one accord, that's important. It's important that we be unified around the truth. It's important that we be unified together and love one another. It's important that we're all pulling together toward a common goal, to with one mouth glorify our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The church down there, even with... 
as big a fight as that was, it says they came to one accord finally. God brought them to one accord. Verse 26, 25 and 26, the church in Jerusalem endorses Paul and Barnabas in their ministry. We're endorsing what these guys say. Now, there's a lot of stuff out there. You know, I mean, you, you can get on YouTube, you can go to the Christian bookstore, you can go anywhere. There's a lot of stuff out there. A lot of different teachings, a lot of different things. But here they, they said, we endorse Paul and Barnabas. That's a big deal. All the apostles endorsed their ministry and what they taught. They endorsed them as people. They endorsed their, their life. That's huge. You, you need to listen to these guys. Because Paul, throughout his ministry, has always gotten criticized. He's, all these people have looked down on him. For whatever reasons, all the apostles in the church in Jerusalem endorsed him and Barnabas. So these people are waiting for two, over two months. Okay, they're here. We've got the letter. Let's read it. So they're waiting because they haven't even got to the part they're worried about yet. I know if I was a Gentile. I'd be worried about that letter. Well, for the circumcision part, for one, but <laughs> but it's it's hard to be confused in your faith. It's hard to feel unsettled in what you believe, and you, you don't know what's right. You don't because you, you want to follow God, but you, you, when you're confused, it's it's difficult. So they're waiting. It seemed good to us, in verse 28, and to the Holy Spirit. That's an important statement. It's, it seemed good to us and the Holy Spirit. The argument before in Jerusalem was, it seemed good to us and it seemed good to us. What, is the Holy, what does God say in the matter? Whatever we do, we need to have the Holy Spirit's blessing and direction in it. What we believe, what we do, how we act. It's not, the Bible says that every way of a man is right in his own eyes. So you naturally are going to do what you think is best. But is that what God thinks? That's why you have this book. That's why you have each other. And that's well, you have the Holy Spirit. So that you know what's right and what is the will of God for you. Otherwise, we're going to do whatever we want. And we're going to think it's right. Seem good to us in the Holy Spirit. All right, dramatic pause. They're getting to that part in the letter. They read it and they go, Okay, is there more? Is there more? Abstain from blood, things strangled, meat offered to idols, 
and sexual immorality. Where's the rest? Where's circumcision? Where's the Sabbath? The feasts? The sacrifices? You mean I can eat pork? The ceremonies? All the other things the Jews did. The ceremonial washings and the special special days. Nothing. Nothing. So, I mean, it's po- I mean, I've been a Christian a while, so there's trends and people get into things at different, you know, there's always people getting into things and thinking they're going to be more spiritual by keeping the Sabbath or thinking they're going to be more spiritual by keeping the, the Jewish feasts. You know, not required. Not required. Keeping the Sabbath, it's not more spiritual or not unspiritual. Eat pork. Now, health, I'm not talking health, but I'm talking before God, you can eat what you want. Abstain from these things. Now, you know, when I read that, it was, well, I know what one of these things is, but the other three, what are these? Blood, things strangled, meat offered to idols. What is that? All right, well, don't get grossed out. (laughs) The Jews have a lot. Most of this has to do with Jewish believers and the Jews that might be in the synagogue in the town they're in, how offensive it was for for you to eat 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 things with blood in them. Things strangled was how they would, instead of slitting the animal's throat, They'd strangle the animal so the blood stayed in its body, and then they would cook it. Uh, it has to do with the pagan feasts, the, the pagan practices in those cities. That's something we can't relate to today. I mean, you see some, there's still some religions out there. Maybe if you go to India, where they're sacrificing, live, sacrificing animals. It, these things, for you, well, I mean, in, in common vernacular, it's a nothing burger, okay? There's nothing. There's nothing here for you to worry about. Blood and things strangled, meat offered to idols. So th- these are things that aren't even practices today. And these were actually given, these were given so that the church could, could love one another. I mean, in 1 Corinthians 8... It talks about if you make your brother stumble, how are you loving your brother? These are the kind of things that would make the Jewish believers, the Jewish believers would have a hard time with this. If you were eating meat, you were sitting in the idol's temple, eating meat offered to idol, even though you knew it was nothing, that would make them stumble. Or a weak brother would think, well, Brother Dave's sitting there eating at eating Aphrodite's temple. I thought, we gave up idolatry. Why is he eating there? Or, I, I saw him buy that at the market, and that piece of meat was offered to an idol. Doesn't he know that was sacrificed to demons? Even though it really didn't, it really was nothing, Paul says. For the sake of that brother, we need to forbear it. We need to just not do it. You don't have any of that stuff. Uh, the fourth thing is something we do deal with today. 
sexual immorality. Uh, King James would be fornication. Any kind of sexual impurity. Now, I know they were, some of this they were inferring these temples were nasty, immoral, gross, perverse places. Temple prostitutes, all kinds of things that were evil going on there. That was part of the worship, okay, in those, in those pagan cities. They're counseling these Gentile believers, totally get rid of your old, get, just get away from your old life. Get away from the idolatry. Get away from these things. We need to live sexually pure lives. One man, one woman, faithful to your wife, faithful to your husband. Stay away from the things that are going to tempt you to do otherwise. It shouldn't be a hint of, it says you shouldn't be a hint of these things in our lives. And it's out there, it's everywhere, everywhere you go. TV, movies, internet, it's all there. It says the flee fornication, the Bible says. You just can't go there. Because you just don't go there. So this, these, these admonitions were all about loving one another. That's all that was in that letter. Verse 31 says, big sigh of relief, okay? I'm sure the people, I mean, if you were there, were really encouraged. They didn't have to keep that law. That law that they didn't even weren't even raised with. That law that they would have had to learn so they could keep it. They didn't know the law of Moses like the Pharisees did, or try to keep it. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of works, lest any man should boast. This 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 should encourage you today. Like 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 was talked about earlier. You don't have to do anything. To, you don't have to do any, any special things. You need to come to God, turn from your ways, and come to God through faith in Jesus. And that's, every, that's enough. He saves you. He fills you with His Spirit. He teaches you how you should walk. You don't need to do anything but repent and place your trust in Jesus. And I don't know what it is about us, but we we think we need to do something. It's kind of like the person that takes you out for a nice dinner, and you don't really want to, but I'm going to pay them back, okay? I can't let them do that for me. You can't pay God back. There's no way you can pay God back. But he has shown you, O oh man, what is good, and what the Lord requires of you but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. We need to keep it, you need to keep it simple. It's the kiss rule. Keep it simple, saint. <laughs> okay? When you, start, when you start feeling the teaching is is I don't know, you feel like you, just, they're laying burdens on your back. 
or it gets, it's, your faith is getting too complicated, you need to step back and say, with, Malachi, with, with Micah, He has shown you, O man, what is good and what the Lord requires of you, but to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. That's all God wants. He's, he's done everything. You should be, that should make you really happy, okay? He's done it all. Jesus said it, was, it is finished. When he rose again, he conquered death. You don't have to do anything. You just need to say, thank you, Jesus. And that's what those people rejoiced over. I can come to God now through faith alone. The blood of Jesus has washed away every stain. And I can come to the Father right into his throne room as his child. You are clean. You don't need to do anything else if you know Jesus. Be free in Jesus. Rejoice. Your names are written in heaven. Jesus said, don't rejoice that the demons are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Hallelujah.